Mr. Zaya Show. What's up, guys? It's Zaya, and I am here today with uh, Talia, a black queer Christian singer, songwriter, musician, and producer, honey. Hello, hello. And we are here to talk about her debut album. Of course, it's a debut because you never put out an album before. Right, it's my first one. And it's called Suffer in Silence. And when it will come out? It is coming out on August 6th on that Friday. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Is it coming out at midnight or are you going to try to do the... Hardcore midnight. Oh my god. staying up and pressing the release button. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, my first question is, what inspired you to create this album? So, basically, I was a Christian my entire life. I've always wanted to, like, release an album, but, of course, I was, like, using school as an excuse, using words, like, oh, I don't have any time to, like, write songs, and plus I was in this relationship, this queer, obviously queer relationship, and when me and her broke up, I realized, like, I had so much free time that, like, was mainly spent with her Like, now I can, you know, use it to spend, like, you know, rediscovering my interests and rediscovering myself. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I really lost that love I had for songwriting, like, way back. Like, I hadn't written in, like, a year or two. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I used to enjoy this so much. And, like, I rediscovered my love for songwriting. And, like, of course, how I get through things, whether it's a breakup or whatever, I, like, it's always music. I, like, listen to music. I, you know, I sing. I write songs, you know. Anything that has to do with music just kind of gets my mind off of it or whatever. And so, for me, songwriting definitely helped kind of, like, put my, like, words and all my thoughts into just, like, one concise, like, thing and one concise idea. And so, I ended up writing, like, several songs (laughs) about this situation but Mm -hmm. also like several songs just about like what I felt like God was you know speaking to me in this breakup because you know I it's so hard for me to like you know see God in any sort of hard situation because I'm just like so I'm so just like down in the dumps but like in that moment like there were times when I was just like laying in bed and I was just like (laughs) I don't feel like doing anything I am sad I'm depressed I am lonely (laughs) (laughs) right I'm just like I don't feel like doing jack squat right now and that was it's of course whenever like you know that thing comes over me and I do believe it is God that's just like that does pick me up in those moments like and of course in a breakup you kind of think like it's all my fault, like, I said something, yeah, like, it's very much, like, I feel so bad, like, I'm the one that, you know, ruined this whole thing, I screwed it up, all this stuff, but, you know, in that moment where I just felt, like, you know, in my little prayer times, and, like, whenever I was songwriting, when I felt, like, you know, just, like, God just telling me, like, you know what, it is not your fault, it's okay, things like this happen, you are not less than, you are still worthy, Yes. And so for me, I was like, I, I, I wanted to release this album just to show people like, you know, there, I feel like the church has put such like an angry type of like, you know, has created God to be such an angry person and such a, you know, condemning person. Especially within the community. Exactly. And like, 
it's very much like condemn, 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 and like, right. you know, breakups aren't really talked about in the church. I mean, because one, dating is just kind of discouraged in general. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're like, don't date, don't have sex. Don't but get do married exactly. to a person forever. Like, you know, your future husband is the only person you should be having sex with. And but I don't meet my future husband if I can't have... If I can't have relations. Exactly. And so, dating is just very discouraged in the church. So, like, Right. Of course, breakups were not talked about. And so in that moment, it, like, I was, like, trying to look up sermons on how to deal with a breakup, trying to look up Bible verses. Of course, I can't find nothing. What's your favorite Bible verse? Ooh, I would say this is one that I use a lot for, okay. pe- for people who are um, just trying to be mean in the church and okay. think that, you know, think that. One group is more Christian than the other. One mm-hmm. political party emulates more Christian values than the other. Straight people are more like, I use this verse all the time. Psalms 2, 11, God does not show favoritism. Ooh. And if I could tattoo that, like, on my forehead, I'm just like. I think you will. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I need, if y'all don't hear anything else <laughs> please hear this. And right. like, another, I, I also love the Sermon on the Mount just because, like, you know, I feel like that's one thing that, like, kind of doesn't get preached a lot on in churches. And it's, like, Definitely. my favorite story ever. But, you know, as far as in the church, since dating was discouraged, breakups were not really talked about. How to deal with a breakup as a Christian. Right. What to do. So I was, like... Other than just basically tear down, bust their windows out their car <laughs> pop culture. I know, right? It's just, like, a, a healthy way to deal with a breakup was nothing I was ever exposed to. Right. Because I was, like... I was always discouraged, like, oh, well, just don't date, then you won't get heartbroken. <laughs> and I'm just also, like... quick question. So, I, you already know there's artists like, for example, Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Thank You Next album, that already kind of went the same way you went, except not Christian, but she <laughs> used it, the album, to just put all her pain in, such as also Gwen Stefani on yeah. her recent album. Mm-hmm. See, I know the girls. Yes. <laughs> did, did, were there any people that were in pop culture that just like, okay, that's how their album process went. I'm going to try to take it. Yeah. But then do my own lane. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah. I was so, like, I listened to all the breakup albums. I loved Thank You, Next. I I was really drawn towards Adele. I love her. Yes. And, like, for me, I feel like I gravitate more towards that genre, just, like, the ballads, just, like, Mm. showing off the voice, like, you know. And, like, doing songs like that that are just super slow, super meaningful, like, don't have, they don't have, like, too much with, like, the music or production going on. And it's, like, super simple, just, like, piano. And, like, so I already voice. know you like ghosting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I swear. That... <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> you said it without saying it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, but, like, I've always gravitated towards that style just because, like, and, like, kind of same with, like, Bruno Mars, I guess. I know, you know, I, like, the mainly the females are the ones that talk about, like, guys breaking up with you but like for me in a queer relationship i do have to kind of find those male singers like sam smith like bruno mars that like do talk about women in their relationships and because you know in this Mm. situation you know because i am bisexual i have to listen to songs with both the pronouns because you know (laughs) it's just you know it's and queer breakup songs in general are not really 
I mean, if you find the right people, if because Troy, yeah, Troy, if y'all are queer and listening to this podcast, which you are most likely, <laughs> you need to listen to the album Bloom by Troy Savon. You need to listen to Conan Gray Ooh. debut album. Ooh. Those two, if you a queer man. Or queer in general. Oh, you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cut that always bleeds. Oh, my favorite song. That was Conan Gray's album. Always. Oh my goodness. Yes. And checkmate. When I'm, you're real mad. I'm gonna have to binge listen to all this. <laughs> I was. I will write the list. I yes, think. please. You, you say you didn't fight queer. I got you, girl. Yes. I, got you. I well, and too with me growing up in the church. Of course, I was thinking like, oh, anybody who's a gay like recording artist, I probably shouldn't listen to. It's probably not of the Lord and like all that stuff. Because of the discrimination that gay people experience in the church. Right. So, like, not only had, did I not really see any, like, queer breakup songs, like, of course, like, easy access, like, mainstream. Yeah. Of course, like, there wasn't that much queer representation in Absolutely. the Christian music industry. And, like, in Christian music, it's, like, white males or, like, you know, if it's, like, more gospel black males black women and it's just or the white or the women that basically have like the all the kids and they somehow magically still make an album and they go Uh i still love my man exactly i'm gonna stand by him it's like even if he going through his trials and tribulations baby i'm still (laughs) beside him exactly and it's just like i'm gonna release all this music be on top of the world right like and do everything exactly except i'm gonna be the Christian and gospel, and I'm gonna stay fit, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. be in all these tight dresses, and I'm not gonna try to be sexy, but I'm gonna be sexy a little. Like I feel oh like women, is, gosh. I feel like women in the music industry just have it harder. Say yeah. what you want, I don't like male artists. Well, I like them, but the females and the okay now some people like Little Nas X, Troy Sivan, yes. Conan Gray. Yes. Um, who else actually tries as a male? Yeah, oh, the shade of it all. Bruno tries. Mars, actually. He actually does Bruno really Mars try, try very he, hard I as a straight man. Some people have been saying that he's like the male version of Beyonce. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. I think he has great music. And but he's not the Beyonce. He's I don't not, think there's only one Beyonce. There's one Beyonce. Like, there is no male version of Beyonce. Beyonce is... Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> exactly. Beyonce is Beyonce. Put it on a shirt. I, um, uh, who else is actually? Um, I'm trying to think. Now um, there are artists that do queer bait. Yeah. And oh, I don't want to outline them, honey. Oh, go ahead. But I just feel like certain songs were. <laughs> and I'm gonna start with the first one, Ariana Grande, baby. You already Ooh. know everybody loves you mm-hmm. in a certain way. Yeah. And the breakup with your girlfriend music video, I sh- where I she like, almost went. I don't know if she kissed the girl still. I, I like, replayed the clip over because I was like, I think that's the straightest moment that I ever had in my life. Straight up, I was like, wait a minute, is this her like coming, coming out? out? Moment? Yes. Because it would have like, been a perfect moment. It would have been a perfect album too. Exactly. But like, Thank you, next bitch. Like that for the men and to the women, like oh my god. And then she was engaged to a man. And I was like, oh dang it. And then <laughs> she they broke off the engagement. I was like, oh, so there's a possibility that she may not be straight. Let's see, <laughs> because I'm like, I have so many girl crushes, right? And like the media, but none of them have come out, or maybe they're just straight. Who are your girl crushes? Ooh, I love um Jeannie Mai. I love seeing Asian representation in the media, but 
I was so obsessed with her. She was married, and then she got divorced. Yeah. So she was single for a long time. I was like, hey, this may be my chance. I heard she dates younger oh, girls. We. Yes, and then she got remarried again to a man. I was like, oh, and she darn it. Do. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, good for good for her, but right. not for me. Um, I of course Ariana. She is amazing. I watched mm-hmm. her on Victorious growing up. She will forever, forever be my girl crush. I also love, of course, Queen Bee. Love her to death. But lately, my girl crush has been um, Lizzo. Really? I, I I do not. No, it's not because I'm like saying like really, as in like oh my gosh, like why Lizzo? It's more like shot because nobody say Lizzo ever. I will. And say, that's the sad part. It's sad. It's so sad. And like just to be clear for those people who have seen who I have liked in the past. I do not fetishize plus size women. Let me just get that out there. It's just, ooh, it's just. She coming after some of y'all. It's just I oof that body. Do man. you just okay? This is how I feel because I'm the same way as a gay black man. Mm-hmm. I like different. Yeah. You got to be different. You can't just play video games all day. No. Like it got to be something different, different, different. So. If you have to um, basically identify your album through a gender, I, I mean through a genre, basically, would it just be a Christian album, or would it be like, for example, a Christian pop album or a Christian R&B album? You know, what I'm trying yeah. to say like sub gender genres. I mean, yeah, and all that type of stuff. I would say a bit more Christian pop. I love. So if you're a pop girl, listen to it, basically. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yes, there was one record. There was one song on there called "Single Life" that I do have a bit more R&B. I do some runs okay. up in there, but um, yeah, mainly like Christian, like acoustic pop because I. For those of you who don't know, I do play guitar, and I'm playing guitar, like, a lot on the album, because I've been playing since I was in fifth grade, so, like, that's, like, my main, that's my main instrument that, like, I accompany myself on. So, do you, I'm assuming you take your guitar everywhere with you? You don't have it here right now. No, not everywhere. But you have it somewhere. Oh, yes. It's on, like, a nice little stand in my room. Right. And, like, whenever I'm feeling sad or depressed or, like, going through a breakup, I... Whip out my guitar and just start playing, start singing. Girl, I feel you. You know what? I whip out when I go through a breakup. I whip out that wine. (laughs) I whip out that notebook or that coloring book. I either color the pain away or I will write the pain away. And it sometimes is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you about your songwriting process. Like, like, do you go with the melody first? Do you write the verse first? Yeah. Verse first. Ooh, that's a new tongue. Verse first, verse first, verse first. first. Oh my god, that's a tongue twister. We are theater people. Oh my god. Verse first, verse first. Okay, I'm gonna do that tonight for my show. Um, Red leather, yellow leather. Verse first, verse first. Right? But uh, how do you go about your songwriting? Or do you make the beat first and you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so for me, what I do is like if I get lyric ideas, like in conversations or just like in my head, I usually just like write them in my phone. Or like if I get melody ideas, I'll like record them. And most of the time, because, like, I am, I feel like I am such a lyricist, I do, like, like to write the lyrics first, because, like, how it usually starts off is, like, if I'm writing a song about somebody in this situation would be, like, you know, either about my ex or related to my ex, I would, like, I would, like, write her letters talking about how I felt Mm. about the breakup, and write 
to take that letter and then turn it into, into a, song a song and like and then you try to find yeah, a cor- the melody, girl yeah. yes it's so yes. it's like the only way that i have written songs really? for a while because most of my songs have either been about like it, it, they're about personal experience yeah. but they're personal experiences that involve other people so like okay. whenever i was going through um you know some some things with the church and some abuses in the church i wrote a letter to um like all the homophobic christians in my former church not all of them were extremely discriminatory a lot of them right. still remain pretty neutral in public settings but you but know, behind closed doors i think we all know what they're yeah, saying yeah they behind closed doors i mean not uh, not everybody in the congregation at my old church condones homosexuality some right. do but like the majority of them the pastor definitely doesn't condone quote unquote condone it but um it was actually i for one of my songs in the record um it was from a letter that i wrote in my journal to all the homophobic Christians mm. that I had, you know, experienced in the church. And it was just like... What's that song called? Your Name is Not a Weapon. Your and Name is Not a Weapon. Oh. It's talking about God, and it's a prayer to God saying, hey, right. hey, God, your name is not a weapon. However, people in the church have used your name as a weapon. Ooh. And, yeah, so that's a very emotional song. <laughs> very emotional. Do you have any, like funny behind the scenes moment like where it was like a point where you were like in the <laughs> weirdest place <laughs> God. and you get a good idea and you're probably just singing it out loud uh-huh. and people just look at you or was you in a uh... like any funny stories about like making this album oh god okay so i was at work and I brought my pink notebook where I write all mo- the majority of my songs. Okay. And um, I was just singing. I was like humming, and I was I had gotten the um idea right then and there. And so I went to go quote unquote check the mail, but really I was going, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to finish this song. I gotta right. go. And so I told my boss, I'm like, I'm just going to go check the mail. And I go walk all the way back to my house oh and my get my guitar. And then I write the song and record everything. And you I forgot like, you was at work. Yeah. I didn't clock out of nothing. But yeah, so I was, I was <laughs> like, yeah. So I came back and I was like, oh, there's no mail. <laughs> and she was like. That is so funny. I mean, she's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's why it took you so long. Right, because I, when I do write songs for people, I write songs for people. So if you're a singer out there and you don't know how to write, hit me up or hit us both up. Um, (laughs) But I remember I wrote this one song. Okay, basically my cousin was a singer at the time. Mm -hmm. singer, Singer trying to become rapper. Nice. So it didn't go as planned. I can show you the song. But he wanted to go from soft angel, angelic pop voice into hardcore hip hop rocker type of style. And I can write. (gasps) However, the topic, so it was like one day I sent him the song, you know, like a usual song. And I was like, you know how you know, like the artist type. So he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I know like this song is for you. Good. Like, like, it'll be good for you. He told me, remind you, we were both 13 at the time. Oh, God. He said, Isaiah, I don't want this no more. And I said, okay, like, are you wanting to switch it up? You know, because he already released an album. Well, EP. 
You yeah. know, you call it a, we call it a mini album in South Korea. Oh. I'm not South Korean, but you know, mini I like the I like the idea of mini albums. But we could get into the music industry and how we should yes. market it. And I think y'all could learn this, um, people. Right. But um, <laughs> he basically just wanted to go straight to hip hop, and this boy never listened to hip hop a day in his life, and he just wanted to learn it so bad. And I was like, well, what's your inspiration? <laughs> He's like, I guess of. Uh, Tupac, you know, since he was straight. I was like, but you guessing. You, you don't, don't know. know. Like, at that, at that point. And so I literally had to sit there for a whole night. I snuck out the house. You snuck out the house. To help my friend learn a new, like, his type oh. of music. And I helped him. It was funny, but it was scary at the same time. Dude, <laughs> because oh I had to learn how to write, um... Cause you know, writing songs is like the same, but writing a rap is like a little different. It's very so, different. So, I remember I was like going from like, you're, you have a, I mean, like, cause he was straight, so I had to write straight. I was like, <laughs> yeah, your girl is straight. a beautiful angel. <laughs> Every time I fly, I get the, I don't know what. Oh my gosh, but, you know, straight I, up, write about your then boyfriend. It went from that to basically, pronouns. it went to like, like sneeze on a beat. Get a little liquor. I, and oh, I didn't eat this. We're 13 no. and 14. We don't know nothing about liquor. Exactly. I didn't say nothing about I was like, I don't know how it makes me feel, though. Right. Now I, I could like, now I could probably do it better. Right. You know. You don't you grown up. You don't have a yeah, drink, you know? I have life. <laughs> but I just feel like you have to live a little before you actually start writing. Yeah. So how, like, when was the first moment you was like, I'm going to do this album? Like, was it, like, during the COVID year, 2020? Or was yeah. it like around, like the idea of just like, I want to have my album out? Yeah, so for me, I've always wanted to release an album, but I think what really motivated me right. was the breakup actually, because for me, I had such a passion for music and I wanted to write songs, but re- releasing them just really did not occur to me because I was just so scared of you know, how people would perceive it. And like, I knew I would oh, have girl, to. Oh, girl, please. The worst thing they're going to do is not listen. I know. <laughs> I swear. It's just like, oh I know. Oh my gosh. I feel, I feel like with me, and I was still kind of in the closet during oh. 2020. Um, I came out March. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of, I can I know. I, okay, guys. I know her, know her. But I was like, I thought it was sooner. Well, because I knew sooner than whenever I came out. It just so happened that people just kind of started asking me oh. questions around March. And I was oh. like... <laughs> oh. I thought like, like, wait, Isaiah didn't know this? No, I really did not, no, guys. I, I did feel... not at okay, all. Okay, so I, I was very open to the idea of dating women. But I wasn't... I didn't have a label on myself because right. I had never been in a relationship, period. Like, whenever... During the, during the lockdown... I was op- I knew I was open, but I didn't want to put a label into myself until I actually started getting out there dating and right. like until I started actually like developing relationships because I was like, who knows? I could be in a relationship with a man and hate it, but in a relationship with a woman and they love, love it, it, or like yeah. vice versa. And then Very now true. that I've now that I've dated two people, one man, one woman, I'm like, I could I could just straight up be like, oh yeah, I think I like dating the yeah. man better. You or see, like, you know, like shade. It's gonna take a little more for the woman. It's gonna have to take a magic potion for me. <laughs> it's gonna have to take some magical right. taste because right now I love man, 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 man. Yes, go ahead. Now five years later. I don't know what Isaiah might like, like, like. You never know. But currently, man, 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 for the past five years, and it's still man, man, man. Yes. All <laughs> still man, man, man. You break my heart, I still love men. Yes, I swear. You break my heart, I still love you. I feel that. And, like, that's how I am. I, I never feel like I leaned more towards one side. I feel yeah. like I found 
good qualities in both men and mm, women. I and can find that. Some annoying things. So I'll be like, oh, if I were dating a woman, it wouldn't be like this. Or like, oh, if I were dating a man, it wouldn't be like this. Like, you know, some annoying right. things that, but like, you know, overall, like, I feel like I am just a human who loves humans. And like, I just love, like, I, and I, a lot of things, like, I'm a huge, like, demisexual and I'm a huge sapiosexual. Yeah. So it's like, I'm attracted to somebody's, like, intelligence and like their mm. personality and like how they carry themselves Same. and like how they make me feel and like if Same. we're able to have intellectual you can have you can have the whole thing honey and mm-hmm. if you dumb and you smell <laughs> you're not getting me you're really not right but yeah i mean why did you name the album suffering silence though so i like was it, it because you were suffering silence because like of your coming out yeah so a lot of it has to do with that with being in the church you know i it could just be you know in my household but i was always like you know whenever i would cry out loud or whenever i would you know just be honest and you know upfront about my feelings i would always get shut down i was i was i was always put to shame and told that you know oh well you know that's probably just your perception as Mm. if you know as if i'm incapable of just actually (laughs) discerning my realities like oh that's just your perception or like oh you know you're just that's just you being dramatic and like i was always just like shut down whenever it came to like me expressing myself even when it was if it were like non like sexuality type of stuff and like didn't have anything to do with like dating i would just express like how i was feeling about something and like if i was really sad and i was told like okay well don't cry like you know and it could it could be cultural things. It could be stuff in the church because, you know, my the church that I went to was predominantly white, but obviously mm. I have a black family, and you know, <laughs> clearly, um, so it it right. was more so in my household than um in the church. In the church, but um, yeah. Whenever I was, I feel like it was I was kind of conditioned to suffer in silence, and I was like right. conditioned to be like I shouldn't show much emotion. I have to like. I- put it on a show i feel like honestly as a black queer that's one thing i feel like all of us have in common Mm -hmm. regardless of our social class whatever you want to call it yeah i feel like especially in a black community because you're you're already black Mm -hmm. that's a label right and then you're queer that's a whole nother label label. and the parents are just like this shut up kid shut up keep your mouth shut you can live in a closet and then you wonder why they have problems with relationships and they have double lives and you have the nephews and nieces they just don't want because they couldn't live but comfortable and i feel like it from past generations being insecure about basically being open and a queer now they're seeing younger generations so you know they're gonna keep their mouth shut but the ones that already was hating on them Mm -hmm. in the past gonna still hate on them Exactly. You know what? Hate just make you more ugly, boo. I swear. Hate makes you more oh ugly. Gosh, I'm sorry. You. I love Because I could it. see the like some people that hate me. I could see your downfall. Thank and you. And I'm sorry. This is not me shading. This is me being real. Being I feel like true. if you hate people, if you hate a person or you hate a group of people, your life just go downhill. It's not yes. even with by the group. It's just like let's just say like I start hating like someone. All of a sudden, 
I'm not doing podcasts. I'm not doing this. I don't have a show. I don't have this. I don't have that. And then I start hating myself even more because I hate them more because I don't have this because of that. And then it's just going to cycle where I you're know. just suffering, literally, in silence. This, oh, yes. No pun intended. Yes. So that's why I thought the album title really meant. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I feel like as black folks, we are conditioned to be, like, it's very much like you got to be a strong black woman. You got to be a strong black man. Don't show no emotion. Don't show none of that. But really, that's what makes, like, us go into a downward spiral right. of just, and just, like, this weird, like, you know. And it makes it harder to come out, because yes. then you're like, I couldn't say this because this, and then this, well, my coming out story was a oopsie-daisy. Same, Literally, like, same. a oopsie-daisy. I swear, it was so, I did not mean to come out. My parents <laughs> found out through my computer of exclusive content. See, my parents uh, <laughs> see, my parents would have killed me. I almost got killed that night, baby. I swear, my parents would have killed me. I got me. killed verbally, but I didn't get killed physically because I'm here, guys. Well, see, my par- my parents, well, they found out, well, actually, I I had just gotten Facebook, right? So oh I was <laughs> I was on Facebook, Uh-oh. and I was live streaming church. And, like, this church, shout out to Forefront Church, they are very affirming. Like, literally, the pastor opens up the sermon with, like, Hi, I'm Pastor Jonathan. My pronouns are he, him. And today, like, okay. the this, this sermon's going to be about Joseph. Like, whatever. And, right. like, they are very affirming. And I had never been to a church like that. And, like, I was, of course, live streaming it because of COVID. And I was live streaming it from my dorm room. And um, I commented. They were asking for prayer requests. And I commented, pray for my parents. I haven't come out to them yet. I didn't realize that <laughs> they were watching. I didn't realize that you're you can see whenever your friends comment on other people's posts, and I didn't realize like on Facebook it's just like oh, oh yeah, Tamia you... Jordan commented on this person's post. Oh, and... I block my family on Facebook. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep it real. I don't follow family on social media uh... for several reasons. <laughs> there are several reasons why, and that's one of the reasons. Another reason why I let my family follow me on social media, and when I got to college, because. If you see my Instagram, follow me at underscore Zaya underscore zero one. Yes. <laughs> you will literally see my transition of the look of being at home to just being thriving in my own world. You look a lot happier, right? Now, hell yeah. <laughs> and it's just like my clothes are starting to become more like me. It's starting to become more feminine. And then, like, my cousin is just like, Isaiah, why are you wearing all this? I'm like, oh, why are you still wearing baggy pants in front of the 2000s? I mean, you know, I feel like family is supportive, but if they are not supporting your peace and your justice of being you, yes, you just kill left them far, far. And like sometimes you have to find your support system outside of your bloodline. And it's okay. It's a totally fine. And Jesus had a chosen family. Jesus had his disciples and you know, Jesus like was hanging out and was close and really had that like family connection with people who was not they were not blood related to him you know and so if like people don't people look at that story and they're like oh well i mean that's that there's no way that can potentially relate to queer people it turns out there are a lot of stories in the bible that 100 percent relate to queer people yeah one thing uh, that definitely relates is, you know, having that chosen family. And some people ha- are fortunate um, to have a family that 
accepts them for who they Definitely. are. And that's one thing that my ex-girlfriend was extremely privileged in. She had very supportive oh, family. Yes. Like, I met her mom. Like, everything was great. And you like, felt very like, awkward because you was like... <laughs> No, I'm keeping real because my ex-boyfriend just like, yeah, let's meet the parents. And I'm like, you only dated for like six months and I'm meeting the parents already. I'm like, I, normally me, I'm like, I want to date you for a year so you can remember how good I am and everything before guess, my parents tear well, you down. I guess lesbians move quick because I met her mom like, <laughs> how many weeks were we dating? It weeks? Even... Yeah. <laughs> so like three to four weeks, I'm assuming. I told her I love her the second week. <laughs> oh, lesbians move quick that apparently. That is crazy. The talking stage was like, what? Three days long, and oh then gosh. we made a fish on the second day. I told her I loved her two weeks in. Like, lesbians move quick, apparently. Well, as quick as you date, how quick did you learn how to sing? Ooh, I learned how to sing. Well, actually, I feel like I was singing, like, ever since I could talk. But, like, as far as, like, if I was actually singing in front of people, I, yeah. I started singing in my school choir in, like, okay. primary school. Okay. And it was super fun. Of course, like, the songs then were, like, you know, of course – for our age, like age appropriate. Really? But, yeah. I was, was in a school choir and I will never forget, we had to sing at uh, the Christmas pro- program and we had to do Holy Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I fell asleep. We had we had to watch an <laughs> opera performance oh. on the TV and I was the only kid because I was, uh, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't tenor at the time. They tried to make me baritone. And I was like, my voice is high pitched. It's obvious that, but they was like, no, you gotta work with the lower register now. And I'm like, fine, whatever. But I fell asleep through the opera show. You fell asleep watching it in class, and then everybody looking at me like, you had a good streak. I hope you your vocals ready. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. But, I feel like I've been an alto my whole life. Actually, I was an alto in the kids choir. I was an alto oh. in the church choir. I have been in alto my entire life, and all of a sudden, crazy. my prof- my professor, my voice teacher, is like, okay, we're going to have you sing it high stuff. And I'm like... So, do <laughs> you have to do... Okay, so I'm an actor, and I know I have to do certain things for my health and well-being when I audition, or if I'm in the middle of a show. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything, like any remedies, or any like traditional things that you do when you perform it, or before you record Ooh, the album? Yeah, I definitely drink... A lot of tea throat oh tea. absolutely oh my gosh Me, i got tea bags all up in there right i have like the honey in there the mm. lemon and it's not even just before i record before any performance i will say sometimes like i'm in the moment and i do just like straight up go right and, like just start singing but of course those aren't the takes that i keep <laughs> those are just the takes that I record. but you just first. basically keep it for like okay this is how i want it to sound yeah this is how but i want, it to, I want sound. it to sound a little more smooth exactly <laughs> so right, let me yeah. just retake and, it and like uh of course like my, my warm-ups i'll do like the lip buzz is like the <laughs> if you're a singer See, I'm not a singer. I'm an actor. We we have to still do them, actors. Yes, I um. I love that's them. like my favorite exercise. And of course, like a lot of the times, whenever it's like recording, yeah. I have to like get my whole setup ready. <gasps> I have. Yes. I I didn't do this in the recording studio. I straight up did this in the closet. Okay. Like, a, a closets are good for recording music because they're very okay. they're very soundproof. They got the carpet. Definitely, and especially since you're a college student. We go to the same college. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, since I know information about the closet, we, I think we both know about the closets. But, <laughs> you know, what okay, are the, other places that you think that you could also record in Yeah. Um, other than a closet if people don't have a closet, if they have, like, an open yeah. 
type of a armoire-ish, whatever. So for me, whenever I wasn't recording in the closet, I was recording just like in my bedroom. But what I do is I put my headphones in with the microphone. Right. So that way, like, it wasn't picking up any extra oh. sound. Yeah. So if you have, like, those earbuds with, like, a microphone. Oh, yes. Um, I do, girl. Yeah. And, like, it, like, has the little, like, uh, play button yeah. and the volume and stuff. Yeah. The Apple earbuds. Wait, so you say I could record an album? I, mean, yes. I ain't gonna record an album, child. You can go record an album from your iPad. I did this whole <laughs> from my iPad. Shut up. Yes, I did the whole album because I do. Since I play guitar, I didn't have to. I, my guitar is an acoustic electric, right. so I didn't have to plug in my yeah. guitar to anything to have any sort of amp or it, whatever. So I could just record it straight yeah. in it's there. It's just crazy, honestly, how technology is making everything easy because right. for example you do music off the ipad i do a podcast through a whole phone exactly. and it's like <laughs> there's no excuse now for not thinking like oh i can't do this because it costs money no boo it might cost a little embarrassment <laughs> it might cost a little yep. frugalness but if you really want to do what you want to do mm-hmm. you will succeed in it especially in music because i feel like yeah. honestly when people think of like i want to make a song i need to find the right beat they want to buy the beat you can actually look it up on youtube people and listen and actually listen to the beats and not just hear 30 seconds but like okay it was a free beat because sometimes the tags be annoying. Right. Keeping it real with y'all. I and, you can look up the instrumentals like if you're having trouble coming up with chord progressions. Right. I straight up looked up like you know ballad instrumental songwriting like whatever yeah. and like I was able to find songs like and just like instrumentals with different chord progressions because I felt like I was using the same like one five four one like all the same Definitely. one and I was like oh my gosh, like, this is such a good idea, and it's not like you're stealing other people's music, it's just you're getting, like, inspiration, you know? Absolutely, and I just feel like, honestly, because I was a songwriter, and I kind of still am a songwriter, technically, I'm still a songwriter, (laughs) I don't write for people no more, because people don't want my writing, because everybody stopped singing, because everybody basically just COVID, I will sing with you at whenever all this clears up. I basically, because... This is some people going to be like, oh, what the fuck, Isaiah? But, um, <laughs> moment, but literally, like, right before COVID hit, people, little, my family, okay, my grandpa knew that I was taking jobs. So, like, as I didn't have a regular teenage job, mm-hmm. I literally was making songs for people. Oh. And I would get money from that. That is So, literally, true. like, you, they would send me the beat. I write the song. They tell me what they want the themes to be about. I'm like, okay. I try to come up with several different drafts that's my and dream job basically right i do like okay you would do a riff here da da da. you go with them i would literally go in the studio with them with my grandpa he would do the chorus i'll do the Hell lyrics with yeah. them i would kind of run through them with the vocal arrangements because i'm kind of a techie yeah i'm a techie so i'm, I'm like okay dude. so we need to duplicate this you need to go in this register da 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 Dang. even though i don't know how to sing but i know this so really guys you <laughs> can learn anything like, off I the damn old. internet and yes. you can make anything into a hustle so don't be afraid just because it's a creative field that you are going yes. to be quote unquote poor yeah i mean there are people in creative can fields. we keep it real though let's be real there are people in creative fields i mean I, of course, I'm not doing this just for the money, but still, it's yeah. like, it's a pretty, it just, it just depends on how you go about it. Right. Like, it depends on how you go about it, if you're smart about it, like, if you're smart with marketing, if you're smart oh, with girl. your, you know, your exchanges, your commissions, whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. if you're smart with it, 
like, oh my gosh, I know so, like, there are freelance songwriters out there that are just making a bunch of money, you know, and I, of course, that's my dream job, of course, I need to, like, get back into it more, because, like, I hadn't been songwriting in a while, so I need to get back into it so I can make some money, but, like, it's so, like, with all this technology, for example, like, I'm, you know, you can produce podcasts off your phone, I produce this whole damn album, like, just off my iPad, and, you know, People think that you have to have like all this equipment, this soundboard. They like, make it seem like stuff. it that you can't do it because if you don't do it with the equipment, you're not gonna get the views, you're not gonna get the listeners. And I it's level. so sad to say this, but my sister, she literally made a song. Do you know Music Maker Jam? Music Maker. <gasps> yeah. Honey, I used to make beats. That's how I would practice my beat yes, skill. Yes, I remember that. I would literally make beats off of that. I think I. I think I still have some beats. I think Mm -hmm. I still have some beats that I actually have. And some of my friends, like, if you listen to What Inspired Us, that episode, Denton, yeah, I gave him one of the beats. So, so I don't know if you're going to use it, though. But (laughs) that's not shade. That's not shade. But, you know, you got a taste and you got this and that. If it don't go with an album, I understand, baby. Yeah, some... I'm a pop girl. I almost uh, consider cutting one song off my album because... I was like, ooh, I don't know. Why? Well, because, so basically the song I'm talking about is, if you go listen to it, it's called Heartbreak Summer. And since it is a Christian album, I wanted to keep it, quote unquote, Christ-centered. Okay. And so, like, in my head, I was like, I probably shouldn't include a song that's only about the heartbreak on a Christian album. But then again, I corrected myself because I was like, that's like my old, Old, like, biblical literalist, like, fundamentalist Christian self-talking because... Whenever you're thinking about making, like, a Christ-centered album, it's not just, like, oh, hunky-dory, because whenever you're a Christian and whenever you're following Jesus, like, you go through, like, the lamentful times, you go through the hard times, and you go through the times where you're questioning yourself, you're questioning your relationship, you're you're questioning... Like, especially in a breakup, like, okay, did I do something wrong? Like, does this person actually want to, you know, like, work things out? Is this person actually committed to me? And, like, in those moments, you know, you can find God in those moments. And, like, if I didn't have that moment, I wouldn't Mm. have had those other songs that are very much like, you know, oh, Jesus, God, like, I love you, even though the church doesn't love me. And sometimes some songs could become redundant. When you start listening to it from top to bottom, Mm -hmm. and you're just like this as the artist, and you're just, like, getting bored, nobody gonna listen. Guys, nobody gonna listen to it if you're getting bored. If you get bored to your own album, guys, please don't just put it out. I know. Take your time, like Normani said. My girl took two damn years, and now she's coming back. I swear, I'm just like, I started listening to my album, and I was like, okay, Without Heartbreak Summer on this record, I it this sounds vanilla. Like this sounds boring. <laughs> no sprinkles. I was like, no this sounds <laughs> almost like this is bland. And though I appreciate the simplicity of contemporary Christian music, at that point I was just doing everything that everybody else was doing. I was like, oh, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't do this. And like, right. whenever you're going through something like that, like what this album was about, like. And you're trying to make it like quote unquote Christ centered, like you also have to include, and that's what I think a lot of Christian artists forget. They forget about 
talking about like the lament and like talking about the hard times that you go through whenever you are a Christian because it's like I feel like the church has gotten into such a prosperity gospel like oh we're so happy all the time Jesus loves you health wealth and prosperity we like that it's the it's like you know the Lord is gonna provide you all this money and like he's gonna provide you all this happiness and then when things go wrong people are like where was where was Jesus (laughs) (laughs) where was Jesus and it's like he's and that's the thing, and I'm not calling out a certain church in Hammond, Louisiana, but there is a certain church in Hammond, Louisiana. That I mean, may, we are in the South, darling. <laughs> that mainly... We are in the South. That mainly, you know, preaches, you know, prosperity gospel messages, no shade. I'm not going to name them because they're going to sue me or whatever. But, uh-huh. you know, it's very much like prosperity gospel, and I'm just like, you have to, like, if you just focus on the hunky-dory good parts and then uh, never be able to exactly and like christians like don't need to see all of the you know they don't need to see pretty like you know squeaky clean conservative people that like read their bible every day that like are sanctified and like are dressed like nuns as if that's attainable because like most people are struggling in their faith and most people like don't like it just depends because like some people are going through a specific time and if you're just telling them oh well Oh well, did you? You probably broke up with that person because you know you didn't pray enough, or like, oh, oh was God enough. was God really at the center of that relationship? Oh That's probably why. Like, so do you feel like there's a stigma? Like, there's gonna be more of a stigma with you after you release this album, especially being part of the LGBTQ community as a bisexual, and also being a Christian. Yeah. I feel like some people, you especially know? in the church don't think it's possible for you to be gay and be a Christian. People just think that if you're gay, that you can't possibly love God because you're yeah. living you're living a lifestyle. You're living a quote-unquote sin. Yes. But if we're going to talk about sins, let's go on into the pedophiles and rapists and all that. Thank you! But, oh my but, gosh, but, yeah, but Jesus loves you pedo- still. But Jesus still loves you. I we're going to pray for your quote-unquote mental health. That gets me every time. I swear, the amount of cover-ups in the church... And you want to talk about homosexuality. By the way, we are both first children of technically the first mm, family. Yeah. Technically. I swear. like. So the, this is really... <laughs> the amount you're of, really listening to the church opinions, child. Oh my goodness. I swear the amount of freaking rapist pedophilia in the church. And they, and they, and and they, they just brush it off and they be like, oh, oh, pat, pat, pat down the grave. But I want to pat, pat, pat with my sparkles shoes oh my on. Gosh. And I can't without a comment. I swear... It's. I will say, I did see that some of the Southern Baptist, uh, crap, I forgot. The the Southern Baptist but people had a meeting you, or whatever. But I feel like literally, like whenever I was in church, because I I do church virtual, because obviously I'm protecting myself from COVID. Of course. Because most churches don't believe in COVID. Oh, see. No shame. But um, you know, I would literally think in my head like, is God not gay? Like. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally, like, tell you, like, God isn't gay, God is this, God and that. Because you literally got the black God, you got the white God, yes. you got the Muslim. Like, it's, like, every, it's, like, a different version for everybody. And I'm just like, okay, well, my version, honestly, I want to go based off of what I read. Mm-hmm. God, correct me if I'm wrong, It's basically comes in all shapes, different yeah. colors. Exactly. And it's see different, but do, but do I think my God is gay? 
No. Because exactly. I was like, it's just in me because I'm a Christian exactly. and I was the first son of the pastor. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that still in my mind that is just like absolutely. You know. And it's like whenever you think of a God, a creator of the universe, why do we have to think about a certain race? Why do we have to think about a certain gender? Why do well, we have to think about? You I'm know? gonna keep it real with you. Maybe the oh, this won't get me in trouble, but the go ahead. I think. The reason why people keep saying God is white is because there are mostly what Caucasians running around on this earth. (laughs) But what we ain't going to talk about is the history of them, the ancestors, killing off other ethnicities and races. They literally killed off most blacks. Mm -hmm. Who knows? We might have had future presidents, future surgeons, people that could probably... Got rid of COVID quicker than some people. I, I, it's so unfortunate. It's sad and poor unfortunate souls and vain. It's, oh. However, that's one thing I want people to just think about. Like, hmm, mm-hmm. is it really your beliefs or is it the government beliefs? I swear. Ooh. It's like, people don't know how to separate the two. They, a lot of people think that certain political parties, certain ideologies Republican is for the Christians, basically. That's Pretty what they much. think. Pretty much. I will say, I don't want to pretend that progressive Christians don't exist, because some people think that the Democratic oh, yeah. Party only reflects, you know, the values of God. But, like, in most uh, Western American white evangelical churches, <laughs> that was a long name, they all believe that the Republican Party em- emulates more Christian values than the Democratic Party. And it just depends, because there's such a wide spectrum of Christianity. Right. There are progressive Christians, there are conservative Christians, there are biblical literalists, there are people who prefer a more, like, historical critical approach to the Bible. Like, you know, there's a lot, there's, like, a wide spectrum of Christianity, and it's just, like, if you're going to say that one party, one race, one sexuality represents more Christian values than the other, you're putting, you're putting a limit on God's possibility to create all different types of people with all different types of thought processes and think all different types so of ways. So with all these people and all these thought process and your album is coming out soon Yay! so I got this question on behalf of everybody mm-hmm. that is listening to this interview <laughs> you know because of COVID and the Delta variant we can't have quote unquote shows or I concerts know. even though I did like uh, I'm looking at the list right now three shows uh, yeah. COVID era. What's the deal with that? Y'all having an audience? What's that? Yeah, we do. They wear masks. We don't. But um, Interesting. okay. <laughs> will you do a live concert or a type of showing of the songs? Because yeah. I'm one of those people. I like the performances more than the actual like listening to them. I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. I'm one yeah. of those people. I feel that. Yeah. I I'm doing a, an album release party, a virtual, obviously. An album will it be on party. the same day as the album drops? Yes, it will be out on August sixth, uh, just the same day as the album okay. drops. It's going to be on um, my Instagram TV, IGTV. Yes. It's going to be on my Facebook. Yes. And I actually am going to do a YouTube link. Um, I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yes. Are you doing looks, costumes? I like, am... are you doing the most? Are you just like, if, since it's like, I want people to listen to the words, it's going to be stripped down. Like, you think... in a forest. I'm in a, in a forest. <laughs> I, I'm envisioning it, honey. Yes. I will say it is going to be a bit more stripped down just because. Yes. I love the idea of just, like, those super, like, yes, I love, like, the big lights and we like, love the it. drama, professional, like, all that <laughs> She's stuff. She's like, I know, but you know. 
<laughs> straight up those are those things i love but it's like, oh yes i really love the super vulnerable intimate like concerts i where, love like, those too you know it's just like not too much going on and, but it's like the connection is definitely there oh yeah definitely i love and it is going to be you know just me and my guitar it's going to be kind of like an, a release album like acoustic like, unplugged yeah unplugged acoustic. Oh, FTV, unplugged. Yes! finally someone bringing something back uh, i know right well, there's one thing people want to question you about your singing abilities honey oh i, I mean it. if you got the boss to do unplugged i mean yeah, I will. No shade. I'm, it's going to be, I'm going to say, <laughs> people who have perfect pitch, don't come after me because I'm going to be lowering the keys to some of those songs because I sang super high on one of my tracks. OMG. And I'm like, ooh, I'm in head voice you the know, whole song. Okay, no <laughs> lie, but I think most artists do this, and I could tell you this because I've seen it. They go so hard in that recording studio, mm-hmm. and they don't think about, like, oh, I'm like, this so many times or i'm gonna have the nerves or i might not feel it today Mm -hmm. i got choreo as well yeah and then they gotta switch it up like beyonce do her underground switch it up like beyonce beyonce be switching her songs just she does look at the evolution of that woman like her vocals got like her vocals are good her vocals are still good but she switched up some pitches like crazy in love when it went dark i was like yeah like it, it, I, I love, love it. her. I love how she keeps it fresh. Like it Very doesn't fresh. sound like the same as it did. Like the way the thing I like about Beyonce is like her songs are timeless, but she doesn't Definitely. keep the same type of style. And like she switches right. things up. She's such a. Oh, I'm a proud member of the. Now, do now will you be releasing any music videos? Any? I well because of COVID, I haven't really found anybody that I know that would be able to like shoot a video right. to be able to like come up with a concept with me and right. it would be all on my own and I am I'm a musician I am not a <laughs> I'm not, not a visionary I am not no 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 I could not do all that I could give own. you some I could give you some ideas child yay I could give you we're gonna make it happen so guys you better stream this damn album yes, okay please. suffer in silence yes. okay and whatever song gets the most attention mm-hmm. i guess you're going to do a music video to that queen oh yes i'm because then we're forcing you to yeah y'all i so I run up the once what they so want. run up all the songs so we have a vision album <laughs> a vision oh that would be a really visual cool. album yes. Ooh, that would be really that would cool. be good for your second album heck yes oh, so would goodness. you hit would you pull a sweetener slash thank you next type of roll out I don't know. <laughs> where, I don't know. where it's just like separate silence but then it's like the happily ending where it's like i overcame it yes i did i actually you know after what? six I was, months i was thinking about it because i was like this whole process has been really crazy and i'm like though it has been a struggle bus and i've been on the express train it has been it has been a wild ride and i love the ride though so i'm like if i could choose to do it all again i definitely would like i definitely want to release more music after this i don't care if it like it would like i don't care if nobody well i really hope people resonate with this because i feel like a lot of queer people have faced discrimination in the church but also even if you're going through a breakup period like you know whether you're going through a queer breakup straight breakup if you're a queer christian or if you're just a christian that is a straight christian supporter like there's something in there for everybody but you know i I realized I was like, you know what? S- since this breakup, I really, I, I, re- I feel like I rediscovered myself and rediscovered my passion for songwriting. Yes. And now that I have more time, 
I do think I would like to have some more music out and would Ooh. like to. Yeah. Yes, so, queen. Yeah. Now, since you're doing all this music stuff, you know, would you have a dream of going on tour one day or do like a concert? Yeah. Like, do you have that one? She's like, yes. yes. Kobe wrote it, though. I, I know. <laughs> she it said, I would have did a concert in the. <laughs> I would, uh, that is Because if you did a concert right by a puddle in the circle area, <gasps> oh, yeah, you could have got away with class. it. You could have got away with it, technically. I could, oh. During the weekend. Ooh. You know what? He's giving me ideas, y'all. He's giving me some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so well, like, ooh, girl, hold on, wait. I need to take notes. I need to write this down. Because well, I am a marketing person. Like, I love to, like, Ooh. People like Isaiah is a business major, so he people people able. need to remember I'm a business major he as may, well. He may be able to hold my album release party. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I'll be like album release party host Isaiah, like straight up Isaiah Smith host this album release party. Um, you can get we... the cameras, you can get the whole like mu- ooh that would be cool. And like I don't even have to have an audience though. Like if since COVID, right. even though it's outdoors, some people may be a little bit more hesitant. So like yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the end of this <laughs> wonderful interview. Thank you so much. Be sure to listen to Supper in Silence by Talia, and I'll catch you later. And we are back with the family advice for the Zaya's family, okay? And Talia's going to take it away. Yes. Okay, so I feel like such a mom right now giving advice. Um, I would say for those of my queer, straight, whatever you are, if you have experienced any sort of discrimination in the church, um, anything related to anything that has to do with you as a person, I would say, you know, there is a huge difference between god and the way church presents god and i would say just try not to get so heavily focused on that because unfortunately you know we are humans and sometimes we mess we misrepresent the creator of the universe and we misrepresent his love and his goodness Mm -hmm. and you know i would say you know if you are whether you're struggling in your faith or you're pretty much good in your faith whatever Sometimes we do experience some some unfortunate events that happen in the church. Yes. And I would just say, you know, of course we are all human. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, it's like you have a God that loves you for who you are. And you have a God that created you to uh, just do just amazing things. Um, just to, you know, be yourself, create relationships, you know, just honestly living living uh, I say living your truth living your truth living your best <laughs> life. I, whew, I cannot speak right now my yes bad. mama t yes mama t <laughs> mama t oh i like that mama t but yeah Aww. i would say you know anybody there who whether you have a faith or not just know that you know you are loved you are so so loved love Mm -hmm. is love is love is love and you know you have a purpose whatever that is for you you may not know it now but you'll figure it out you will figure it out at some point and god loves you i love you you are 100 percent Oh, uh, and that concludes this episode of the Zaya Show. Be sure to check out the new, latest episode that I already released it. And yeah, catch you later. Bye. Yay!